I saw something on social media this morning that really broke my heart. It was a conversation that went something like this. Uh, An HBCU has decided to provide full scholarships to African students from the Ukraine that are refugees and need a place to go to school. And most of the people that were commenting on it were upset because it was to say, like, hold on, but don't African-American students need those spaces and scholarships, and why aren't they getting them? Let's talk about it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. So I was I was doing as many of you might do. I was scrolling through social media and I saw a headline that was meant to be a a celebration. It was a historically black college and university had decided that African students from Ukraine that had fled there because of the war were going to be able to attend this university uh, at no cost. And this was a big deal because these students um, and I've I've interacted with hundreds of these students over the past month. These students are homeless. Um, They have not only lost everything they have. Many of them fled their homes, their colleges and universities with nothing but the clothes on their back. Many of them literally weren't even able to bring a bag. They just were able to get out as quickly as they could and now have lost everything. And a historically black college stepped up to say, hey, those students who are fleeing war can come here and have a place and we won't charge them. And that's good news, period. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts. Colleges and universities all over the world need to step up to support these students. But the conversation that ensued needs to also be had. Many people, including my friend who originally shared the post, were saying like, hold on. I I know those students need support. But how is it that universities that hardly have scholarships, universities that hardly have space, uh, universities that, you know, aren't able to accept and fund African-American students from all over the country now suddenly have this space. And I understand the conversation. And in a lot of ways, at the center of this conversation, it's just... I don't want to say the pain of poverty, but in a lot of ways, the pain of America. And, you know, the the pain of the lack of resources for black people and African-Americans in this country is such to say, like, hold on. Why is it 
that my son, my daughter, you know, my brother, my sister, why is it that I can't attend this university because I can't afford it? But now tuition and fee-free spots are being made available for people from around the world. And I get it. It is it is frustrating. And and so we have to kind of parse the issue. First, those African students fleeing Ukraine are in the most desperate situation you could imagine. Many of them, and I've already talked about this here on the podcast, many of them have shared with me that they fled their home country as refugees and are now in essence double refugees with no home to go to, no college to return to, and they are in the middle of Europe with nowhere to go. They need colleges and universities to take them in. And colleges and universities all over the world are taking them in. In Europe, throughout North America, in Canada, throughout the United States, in Australia and other places. And so, good. That's a problem that needs to be solved. So let's agree on that. That's a problem that needs to be solved. And as many colleges and universities that can help solve that problem, please do so. Now, let's put a pin on that and shelve that. It is also a problem that millions and millions of African-Americans struggle every day to attend colleges and universities because of the price, because of the cost, and that student loan debt is so extreme for African-Americans in this country that It is one of the single biggest causes of the wealth gap that if you forgave student loan debt in America, all of a sudden the wealth gap between whites and African-Americans closes significantly. And people are literally not attending school because they can't afford it. And affordability or the expense, rather, the flip of that Colleges and universities are so expensive and scholarships and financial aid are so scarce for black students in America, even high performing, high achieving black students, that it causes anger to see anybody else, including people who desperately need the support. It causes anger to to see other people getting the support that could not be found for you or your family. And virtually every black college graduate I know and and that my wife and I know virtually all of us have such an extreme amount of student loan debt that we have no idea how we'll ever get out from under it. And and so there are these two warring issues of African refugees that fled Ukraine that were brilliant, brilliant, like put that in bold print, capital letters, highlighted, brilliant students, med students, like, I mean, just doing amazing things, 
disciplined, exceptional students, they need a place to go. And that is true. And it's simultaneously true that it's so hard to support yourself as a black student in America that the competition for resources is so fierce that it's ugly. And to me, when we are having to argue over how it upsets us that space is being made for African refugees who are fleeing war, it shows how sickening it is that resources are so scarce when it comes to college tuition and room and board that anybody else getting a spot legitimately frustrates people. So I I hate to see it because it's, um, you know, some people call it a, you know, a scarcity mindset and, but it's real. It's not just a mindset. Like the resources and opportunities are so scarce that when other people who desperately need those resources get them, it strikes a nerve. And at the root of it, I have to remind us that the United States is the only developed nation in the world that has a student loan crisis, is the only developed nation in the world that doesn't cover tuition for university students, Like most of the world, college is paid for by taxes. And whereas here in the United States, kindergarten through 12th grade is paid for by taxes. For most of the world, it's kindergarten through college. And if you want to continue to pursue your education, it's just paid for by taxes. And I wish it was that way for all of us. And that, that, scarcity mindset where it's not, it's not crabs in a barrel. Like that's not what this is, but just being pissed that the resources that you desperately needed, but could not get are all of a sudden opened up for somebody else. All of that could be solved. If the United States covered the cost of college And let's be real, our nation can't afford it, but we spend so much money on war, so much money on weapons, so much money on waste, so much money on policing, that the things that we could fund, like health insurance and college, like are funded literally right above us in Canada or right across from us in the UK, we're struggling and going into bankruptcy and debt to cover it. So America is a stressful place. And uh, I'll close with this thought. I saw, again, I mean, I've seen this every year since I was a child, you know, a list of the happiest countries in the world. And, you know, the U.S. is nowhere on the list. (laughs) This is a very unhappy place. And... It was really only built for very few people to have access to resources that would make them happy. 
and the rest of us are just struggling to get by. Listen, I've got to run. Love, 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 and appreciate all of you. I'm speaking at a university here in just a few hours, but hope you're doing well. And if you are not yet a member of the North Star, please go right now to thenorthstar.com. Join today. We need you to be a member. This is what independent media looks like, sounds like. You can read thousands of articles that we've written at thenorthstar.com. We have hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes, not only of The Breakdown, but of a special podcast called The Momentum Advisor Show. It's one of the best shows on personal finance you could ever hear. Google it, The Momentum Advisor Show. You could also go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's produced by our brilliant team here at the North Star. Please check it out and let me know what you think. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Momentum.